Yes, yes. Welcome back, people, to the last podcast. What episode are we on now? Oh, six. I was going to say six. Six or seven. Six already. Fucking call him Joe Rogan, mate. Mate, honestly, it's crazy. Um, what are you eating? Fucking hell, man. Bit too many calories there. Are you on? Uh, are you on uh, rabbit food yet, or? No, not uh, no. Food's still the same, but my cardio has been upped. Yeah. So, four times four hundred and fifty cows on the stepper. Um, but food is still the same. So two. One eighty protein, two hundred carb, fifty fat, and it actually feels like all right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you have you hit like that point where it's like you're in a stride now, where it's not like too too much or you you still have your days um no i think i'm well into it now i think yeah 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 i think you like, see the changes and you're like fuck it i don't care for my hunger it's worth it yeah 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 i've um i funny enough if you say that i actually look back at um i looked back at my first check-in photos today yeah and i was like holy shit like it's yeah, quite yeah there's quite a big difference i'll send it to you yeah, I was going to say um, across, mate. I want to say. Yeah, I send it across. Um, yeah, I think I needed that because last week didn't drop anything, mm. and I was a bit like, for, like for God's sake. Um, but then obviously that's not how it works, right? But my visual look had changed so much mm. in that week, so I was like, yeah, I'll take that. And I got new That's why you need to take pictures because you doubt one hundred percent. I'm actually, I'm making a video on that today. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. How are you, bro? I'm all good, mate. I'm very good, actually. Yeah. Um, scale weight's back up. Um, mm-hmm. I had food poisoning last week. Had my first full session yesterday. Disgusting pump. Honestly, probably the best pump I've ever had in my life. Oh, I saw your pictures. Bro, I couldn't, I literally, I was, trying to do, I was trying to do like a side chest and my bicep was so pumped that I could literally couldn't, and my shoulder was so pumped, I couldn't pull it back. And I was like, Jesus. Um, but yeah, good session. Uh, we reset RDLs just because hip hinges just messed me up. And every single, like, stiff legs, I got into a good yeah. place with them. And then we ran it up to, I think I got to, like, 150, 160. Um, mm. And then something clicked. Um, and then didn't not nothing serious like it was it wasn't a click it was like a twinge in my leg um right i mentioned i mentioned it to my coach and i was just like they won't let us deadlift where we used to deadlift in muscle works because um they've they've got like a a rule where people were just slamming a weight so i had to deadlift downstairs but like the setup i didn't like so i was just like can we go to rdls and he was like yeah so i ran that for one week i tried going straight up 140 and it was like nah mate we need to uh pull this back so uh yeah I did 100 kilos. I need to send the clips over still because I was just really rushed yesterday because I needed to catch up with uh, this course I'm doing at the moment. But yeah. yeah, all good, mate. All good on my side. Um, yeah. Love that. Love um, that, love that, love that. I was going to say, mate, I know we said like we wanted to cover sleep this week, but I'm not going to lie. I have got a fuck ton of questions. Really? Like, I got some too. Like a lot. I'm not gonna lie. I did message people saying like, "Look, we got a pod up," but I didn't. I didn't expect people to give me like a lot, and yeah, I got a lot. So, um, how many? I, how many have you got? I need to count. Um, right. 
I've got one, two, three, four, um, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. Wow, I've got yeah. three. <laughs> yeah, some some of them are, are from from the same person, and some of them are like ones we can go over quick, and some of them are a bit long form. Um, do you just want to go one, 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 one? Yeah. I've got a really, really, right, really, really serious one to start. All right, sweet. Let's go. Right, it's kind of deep, but right. I think Ooh. we should start with it. What's the largest animal you think you could knock out with one punch? You're a dickhead. <laughs> you know that. You know that. You're a dickhead, bro. I was sitting here and I was just like, right, come on, get serious. You're such a dick. Um, See, largest I, animal. I, I the know. largest, and it has to be one punch. One punch. You have one punch. What's the largest animal? Hmm. I reckon I could chin a sheep, you know. <laughs> I reckon I could chin a sheep. Like, literally, like, Mike Tyson, <laughs> get up, literally be like, he's, he's on the floor, mate. You know what I mean? He's on the floor. Like, yeah, that is knockout. That is Denver. knockout. Um, lamb chops, easy. Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, mate, that's quite a big animal, you know. If you were gonna say a cow, I was gonna be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> cows are mate, cows are dench. Cows I, are, and they're dense know as well. Actually, no, I was gonna. That was stupid. I was gonna say a giraffe, but like, <laughs> you can't read. I said this to Leanne yesterday. But I thought, she like, told me I'd be able to knock out a sloth, bruv. She reckon Leanne reckons she can knock out a sloth. She no, she said I could knock. I said put some respect on my name, <laughs> please. Uh, a sloth. Sloths that made. Like, no, but you've got to think about things you can catch up with. I was like, you're thinking too much. <laughs> There's an animal and it's placed in front of you. Just want to say for anyone listening, we don't oh, promote we animal don't violence. Animal abuse. <laughs> Thing you know will be cancelled. There's gonna be some farmer who's gonna be like, "There's, there's two guys outside my farm." Did you uh, punch my sheep last night? What are you doing to my sheep? Um. <laughs> oh, I'm probably gonna say. I think I'm gonna go with you. Maybe a, I'll give one to a goat. Oh, I thought you. I thought you were saying you could knock me out. I was like, you also. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jesus, mate. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, oh. my bad. That's, I'm re, I've, uh, I've worded that terribly. Yeah. Um, no, I reckon I could sling one at a goat, mate. Yeah. Just straight on his chin and then knock out. Why? Well, what? You're going for the uppercut? I'm going for. Oh, yeah. Let's go uppercuts. Uppercuts, say, chin. Dead. You hit those horns, mate. Because Yeah, yeah, yeah. All... My hand is impaled. Yeah. Yeah, uppercut. All right. Well. Yeah. Um, None of the serious ones are out of the way. Oh no! Well, actually, it's kind of serious, but it's kind of kind of jokey as well. Um, someone asked, "What are your thoughts on smoking weed when bodybuilding?" Um, I've dabbled in it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I think it 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 depends on the person. It's very person dependent. Um, yeah. like anything. Uh, first of all, do not condone the use of weed, and I'm not saying to use it, but um. From personal experience, it it helps me fall asleep. 
I'm, it, I haven't seen a huge impact on sleep quality. I know it does have studies have found that it has a decrease in REM sleep, but right. for me personally, based off my sleep scores and my efficiency in that regard, I haven't yeah. had any negative impacts from that. Where I have yeah. had a negative impact with it is my motivation and uh, my tendency to eat a shit ton of food. Um, I was going to tell you about the munchies, right? Yeah, I was going to say, because like some people have this thing called willpower when they smoke weed and they can just, you know, they can just <laughs> stick on their diet. But if I smoke, I will be like dominoes, waffles, get them in me. Um yeah. Which obviously, when you're trying to stick to a clean diet, especially if you're doing like bodybuilding, um, isn't ideal. Um, but yeah. I, think, I know, I know a lot of people in the bodybuilding realm do do it. Quite a lot of high level pros even do it. Um, yeah. And uh, like I said, if you, if you know it doesn't impact you in a negative way, um, especially when you're deep into the off season and you your kind of hunger levels, it can help with that a lot. And if you're if you're at a place where you can't push, you know your appetite anymore, and that is something that's going to help you out, then I wouldn't say don't use it. But it's very person dependent, so figure out for yourself. Yeah. I'd say, um, yeah, yeah. I I uh, I really don't have anything to say on that. I'm completely agree with your position. Good Obviously, stuff. I've never I haven't smoked weed, so I can't like uh, I can't, can't comment an effect it's had on me, but. Um, yeah, the one thing I would say is like, depending what type of position you're in, whether your lifestyle or etc. Obviously, munchies and things like that. But mm. um, yeah, everything I was, everything I would say, you've just said. So, All right, cool. Do you want to do one? Um, yes. Um, so mine are. I kind of want to say mental health based. Cool. One quite a lot of training based ones, so we can just bounce them off. Yeah. So, um, first one, uh, have two that are linked. Uh, one, what started your fitness journey, and two, why did you want to become a PT? Mm-hmm. That's good. And then, yeah, we'll do we'll do the other one after. Go on, you go first, mate. Um, what started my fitness journey? Uh, so I fell into the gym through football. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, playing at an okay level, we, we had to do strength and conditioning, and we was in the gym, etc. So that was probably I'd been in the gym since probably fourteen years old because I used to go. My brother's two years older than me, so he used to go go after school and we used to get picked up at the same time so I would be in the gym setting but for some reason they only let me train legs um so basically I was 14 just spamming leg extensions but I don't count that as like serious training because I was just kind of not messing about but messing about yeah and then 16 years old started to get into it properly because of football and then I was going quite a lot then, but wasn't really doing physique development training. It was kind of all just around maintaining a lean physique and uh, focusing on areas of the football game that can kind of have an impact in that. And then when I started, when I stopped playing football, 
um, I just become a regular gym goer and fell in love with that feeling of bettering yourself every week and uh, kind of just giving me a little bit of a purpose, to be honest. I just, I just stopped playing football after trying my hardest to become a professional footballer for like 18, 19 years. Um, but due to mental health reasons and things like that, just thought this actually isn't for me. Um, so it kind of gave me that purpose. And for me, where I'd had not like, I don't know how to say it, but had not like a rough upbringing, like in terms of that, but my anxiety as a child was quite annoying to say the least. So like it was something that I had to cope up with a lot from a young age. Um, so for me, football, exercise, anything that was physical activity took my mind to a different place, which was when I was younger was rare. Um, and I found the beauty in that, which then made me want to become a PT to show people what movement can do for you. Like, this isn't just about looking good. This is about feeling good. This is about what it's going to do for your mental state. I kind of wanted to take what I had learned from playing football and having the freedom of playing sport and being able to do all of these things and feel in a different planet mentally when I played them. I wanted to take that and reciprocate that to other people, make them realise how beautiful it is and how beneficial it can be. Um, so, yeah, that's where I come from, where I genuinely don't find many people, which I think why is me and you get on so well. Like, I genuinely don't come across people too often that care as much as I do for people. And it doesn't matter who you are, like, most people I will meet, I will try and have a positive impact on your life in one way or another. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I really thrive off of. So for me, be it, having that opportunity to kind of present that to other people and do my best and be so passionate about that to other people. Um, I was also lucky. I got onto one of the best courses I think you could probably ever get on with Nike. Um, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, so yeah, that's my background. I, was gonna say, I think that's when I actually followed you because I, I remember the first post you did when you were doing like mental muscle and you're like, oh, yeah, guys in my car. Um, <clears throat> I remember seeing that and I was just like, look at this guy. Um, yeah. Hmm. I'm some... I've completely forgot what the question was. Um, first one. Yep. What started your fitness journey? Yep. Two, why did you want to become a PT? All right, cool. Um, <clears throat> so uh, for anyone who follows me, I've touched on this a load of times, but growing up, uh, I was I was, a, I was a skinny kid to I was uh, around kind of 10 to about 14 years old. I, I was overweight and um, I was bullied quite a lot in school due to being overweight not like super like like to the point of like i wouldn't i wouldn't say like it was very very hard but like it always like picked in my head mm. and i definitely think i had like anxiety around it and from a very young age my kind of self-value came from how i looked so mm. i remember the turning point for me was i think i think i was around 12 where i went on a family holiday to the caribbean 
And uh, I was so insecure in how I looked that I basically I didn't I didn't go out to the beach. I'd stayed in the hotel for like the majority of the holiday, and I refused to take my top off on the beach, even with my family. And my <clears> mum <throat> like realized kind of the effect it was having on me. Like over time, she kind of realized that like this me being overweight was like really bothering me. Um, mm. I was, I was, I was never into fitness. I was never into any sports as a kid. I never played any sports, football, like rugby, nothing like that. Um, mm. so I think I had a lot of intimidation going towards kind of a gym setting. So yeah, got me a personal trainer who actually wasn't qualified. Um, but she didn't know that. <laughs> um, and, uh, that kind of got me like my first introduction into fitness and he absolutely battered me. I remember doing like, I can't remember the exact exercises, but he'd have me like run on a treadmill and like I, I literally would go into session to session, just throw up from exhaustion. Like this guy, this guy was just like, like you can, <laughs> now, now looking back on it, I'm like, how did you not know this guy was like qualified? Um, mm. But then um, after that, I basically told my mom, I was just like, I don't like this guy. So she found me another PT that I went with my sister and she kind of gave us like a, a diet to follow. And I got like really hyper obsessed with like, dieting and that's when i got like really i went from one end of the spectrum to the complete opposite like i was extremely skinny um as a fat guy like you i think anyone who's fat like your your motivation is to see your abs so i was obsessed with having a six pack because there was uh there was a guy in my secondary school jake kemp if he's watching this shout out jj um he was like lean had abs he like did boxing and i like envied this guy like a lot so i was like i'm gonna start doing boxing because that's like the boxing club which i said used to be by the feel good factory that's how yeah I um and like that was a really big like motivational thing in my head at that time i was like i want to look like this guy um because like everyone respected him at school like he was like the the popular guy and i was like if i get abs i'll be like that um mm. obviously and the case personality is a big thing um yeah. But yeah, that got me into fitness. That's how like I got kickstarted. And then after that, I just kind of looked into it myself. I got obsessed with bodybuilding and wanted to put on as much muscle as possible um, and went down that route. In terms of becoming a PT, uh, I when I left school, I, I had no direction in, in terms of what I wanted to do. And that was something that really picked at me daily, like, from from like 18 to 20 i'd say those were like some of the hardest years of my life because i was i was going through day to day like turning up to a job which i fucking hated um yeah. i did recruitment in london and then i basically left that job to do recruitment in bromley um which i eventually got fired from um yeah no i was i was shit i, I deserve to be fired right. um and then covid hit and that's when i started working for sainsbury's and i was just like I, I basically had like no direction and sense of what I wanted to do. And at the time hmm. I was like hyper committed. That's when I got like really lean. Um, for yeah, my yeah. And I was like, this is the one thing in life I fucking love and I'm passionate yeah. about and I can wake up every single day and be motivated to do this. Um, and I just thought this has had such a profound like change on my life. And if I could... Hmm you know, do that for someone else. I feel like that could be the most rewarding job in the world. And like you 100%. said, like, I, I truly like get so in, like not obsessed, but so what's the words involved into it. Yeah, in, yeah. into it with like people's transformations and like, yeah. 
I just kind of, when I started, I started taking on people for free um, and started working with them. And once I actually saw that I could actually do it and realized like I could actually get a job out of this, I was just mm. like, no brainer. Yeah. Sick, man. Sick, six. Was there a. Here six- we are. The, so that was the two in there. So the first one was what got you started? And then what made you want to become a PT? And then I've got another question on top of that. Okay. So we'll do your one and then. Okay, cool. Um, Let me just get another one. Um, uh, How do you maximize recovery when doing your first proper off season? Um, And then he put slash how to play sport and do bodybuilding too. Um, So there's a couple things. First of all, everything is going to be person dependent. So like here, people who are hearing this, take it with a pinch of salt because it's going to vary person to mm. person depending on your circumstances. But yeah. um, for for natural athletes, you've got a couple of factors which are going to determine like how you progress. So you've got, you know, the amount of calories you're doing, um, how well you can recover. And that's going to come within, you know, your sleep, the amount of calories you're consuming and how how well you can recover from training volume. So manipulating that and mm-hmm. just staying on top of those factors. So, you know, in an off-season setting, you want to be pushing up while progressing um, numbers in the gym. So if you notice for, you know, say say your body weight's at like 75 kilos and, you know, you're progressively overloading and then you've hit a, a bump in the road, um, mm-hmm. recovery's gone down, um, you're, you're no longer progressing start bumping up food um but it, it, it's quite simple you just want to make sure you're you're staying on top and being able to progress you know throughout yeah. as long as you can so you just want to stay yeah. on top of you know making sure you've got enough food that you are you know recovering well and you can tolerate the amount of volume you're doing um and making sure you know you're sleeping enough um and yeah basically basically that um control what you can control right exactly um and then the other one was how to play sport and do bodybuilding um i've actually got a client at the moment who he's called joe he's he's at uni um he's doing like lacrosse and training at the moment and when he first started like a big thing i said to him was figure out how demanding the sport is that you're doing obviously the more sport you're taking on and training at the same time, it's going to be very demanding on your body. But like I said, each mm. person is going to vary on how much they can tolerate. So yeah. trial and error. Don't be afraid, especially if you're watching this, you haven't got a coach. Don't be afraid to experiment. It's a big way that I've learned how to, you know, how to be a coach in my in myself is is trial and error. You know, mm. or if you're training, let's say two days a week in a sport, and then you're training three days a week in the gym, if you can recover from that, good go with it, yeah. you know, do, run that up until you, you know, you, you hit a bump in the road and then figure out that, you know, if you're, if you're in a dieting phase, maybe, you know, pull some volume, make sure you're recovering in every way, maximize those factors like, you know, sleep um, and, and everything in, in that regard, but just make sure that you're not overreaching. It's a common yeah. thing I see where, you know, people want to be doing like, Oh, I'm 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 training, you know, five days a week. I'm doing a sport on top of it. I've got like, yeah, you know, you've got to find balance within them and make sure you're progressing in your sport as well as you know the gym. If you're, yeah, if your sport is taken away from your pro- progress in the gym, maybe take a training day away. 
Um, but like Cam said, you know, control what you can control. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree. I would just say, um, like, manage all the things that you can possibly manage and manage them well. And then if you can do all of that and feel fine, brilliant, be my guest. And if that's on maximum volume in the gym and you're still performing well in whatever sport you are doing, then perfect. And if anything changes, then you just have to reassess. Um, if you do try and start and you're doing three, four sets on every exercise or two to four sets on every exercise and um, you start to notice that you can't physically recover from that and your sport starts to drop off because of that, then you need to kind of have a look at what, like, what can I do here? <clears throat> and if that's, if you're doing four sets on an exercise, you're now going to do three. Mm. Can you recover from that? Yes. Okay. Keep the same. No. R rinse and repeat. Um, yeah. Don't try and burn your candle. What's the candle saying? Burn your candle at both ends. Yes. Like 100% because you will get nowhere because you will just be burnt out. Your training performance will be terrible. Your sports performance will be terrible which is just going to leave you in negative headspace. So, yeah. Strike. Control what you can control. Um, so, this one is continued in the DM. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the question box says, tips on dealing with anxiety, maybe a bit of a long one, I'll message the details. So, let me get the DM up now. Uh, adding from the question I asked for the podcast, I don't feel like training a lot. Uh, I've had quite an, uh, an anxiety-heavy day. Mm. Obviously, it can be a bit of a struggle to go around the whole day with that feeling, but it could be a good one if you guys are willing to get into it. I'd love to listen to what you guys have to say about it. Okay. Um, do you want to go first, mate? So, for me, um, and I think sometimes this, I think what I'm about to say could be a bit rich coming from myself, but I think... Uh, Definitely what I've learned after battling for a long time is pick your battles with your own self. Like, I think it's very easy when you are in that anxious state to let everything come toppling down on you. Yeah. I think one thing for me now is that when I'm anxious about a certain topic, I will let that certain topic be the only thing I'm anxious about yeah. um, because it's very easy to go like, if you're stressed in your, if you're anxious about your relationship, it's very easy to take that anxiety over to the gym, into your personal life, into your work life. So then you're just creating five situations of different anxiety from one situation. Um, for me, I used to kind of like beat myself up about it and kind of go like, shut up and just carry on. Like, mm -hmm. but that's just not how it's going to work when you are feeling like that. Yeah. Um. So, if a client came to me and said, "Like, I've had quite an anxiety-heavy day," or like, I'd probably say, "Do you really want to train? Because don't feel like you have to." Um. Who, if they then say that they do want to train, I'll just more often than not, I'll say to them, "I just want you to go in there and do it just for yourself. Just do what you're gonna do, just for you." Um, don't worry at taking progressions. 
don't worry if you drop a couple of numbers because there's going to be times where you feel good and our numbers are going to fly and there's going to be times where our we don't feel so good and we might just have to maintain or we might lose a couple of reps here or whatever it may be um i think the one thing that i could say is be easy on yourself um i know what it's like to really beat yourself up when you feel in a bit of a rut but i think the one thing that i do to myself now when i feel like that is i don't try and hide it i will hit it front on and i will deal with it front on and if i still do fancy getting a lift in i'll go and i'll just enjoy the lift know that it's going to help me mentally it's like you kind of have to like switch from that different mindset of like right i'm in here to work to yeah. actually i'm using the gym for what i got into the gym for this is going to really help my mental state um so yeah i would say just ask yourself two questions do i really want to do this and if if i do just go easy on yourself I'm going to take a bit of a different approach and this could be controversial, but I'm just going to say Go something on. that's worked for me. Um, yeah. I believe anxiety for me has come from places where I already have a predetermined belief of how I am in a certain situation is, is just kind of a fact when in mm. reality it may play out a completely different way. Um, yeah. Like for example, I used to get anxiety going out with my friends, right? I used to, yeah. I used to get anxiety over stupid things. I used to get anxiety over driving, um, mm. anxiety about going to the gym. Um, yeah. And I think, I think there is real value in sometimes just shutting off. And I know for some people, they might be like, look, I'm, I can't shut it off. And I understand mm. that. But sometimes not listening to your head and just doing it anyway really has yeah. value. Um, I'm a firm believer that, you know, mental health, a lot of the stuff I've, I've learned. And I think that separating yourself from your thoughts and realizing sometimes the things in your head are literally just in your head. Um, yeah. I, and I think anxiety is a massive thing in that regard. Like you, like I used to get social anxiety, like going out to bars and stuff. And I used to think like, Oh, what, what if I do this? And this person thinks this and 90% of the time, all this anxiety you have in your head, you're, you're living at, you're getting fear of something that doesn't even exist. You've made yeah. it in your head. And yeah. I think the more you go and do something and realize that shit, this isn't actually going to happen. The more you mm. get comfortable with that setting, the more you get comfortable with, you know, doing it. Yeah. At, at, at the start of doing these things, it's going to be really fucking hard. Um, yeah. It's, it's a hard question to answer because obviously I don't know the, the, where this person gets the anxiety from, you know, is it, is it anxiety going to the gym? Is it anxiety doing, yeah. going out in social situations? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, in everything in life where I've had anxiety, um, especially speaking like, um, speaking in a public setting where if i have to like speak to people or some i used to get anxiety about like meeting people for the first yeah. time um because i thought what if this person doesn't like me um yeah i've got to a point in life now where i'm just like look people people ain't gonna like me some people are gonna like me so i don't give a shit i'm gonna act the way i do if you like me you like me if you don't you don't you and don't you don't yeah unless you're someone who i i hold close to like in my life i'm really not gonna give a fuck um yeah. I, I I honestly think seeking discomfort is a massive um a massive thing that helps. 
Um, yeah. I think meditation as well, like as corny as it sounds. I'm not saying like sit in your room and be like, um, burn some fucking <laughs> but um, being present in 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 the moment and realizing sometimes that your thoughts are literally just thoughts doesn't yeah. mean that you know it's the reality and being able to separate yourself from that is a skill and yeah. with meditation when you're present and you kind of you learn to kind of like shut off your head and kind of get to this place where you can kind of just have clarity um mm. i do think there's a lot of um a lot of value in that yeah 100 i think i i completely agree i think what i was saying is in the gym tech in gym context but i think i definitely agree with the overall i think what when i used to get worried about things that weren't in the gym it used to literally like overwhelm me to shit it probably was only until when i turned like 18 i probably learned to start dealing with it um and sometimes i think you just have to i know it sounds weird because it's in you but i think you have to step out of your own head Hmm. um and just understand like right <clears throat> i'm thinking about these situations that might never ever 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 happen hmm. so if you can kind of find a way to detach from that you go okay cool i'm feeling how i'm feeling but i'm gonna crack on regardless i think that's a really powerful tool hmm. um i'm the same as you even when i meet new people now whether it's a potential client or just anybody I care so much, well, not so much anymore, but <clears throat> I'm a people pleaser. I want yeah. to, I want people, I do want people to like me. Um, I'd like to say I have quite a likable personality and I yeah. think the older I, no, I'm a kind of, um, sorry <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> mate, yeah, go on, continue. Um, right, it's getting too serious. I needed, I needed something. Yeah, no, no, no. But I think that's what's good about us as well is that yeah. we, we'll break up, we'll break up a serious conversation. Like, and I think that's why I think we do have likable personalities because if you want to have a serious chat, you can have a serious chat. But, but ultimately, we are here for a laugh. And like, do you know what I mean? And the thing is, as well, to the person who sent that message, I don't know how old you are, but like, understand that twenty-one. Right. Okay. I'm 23. And I can tell you from the time I'm 20 to 23, I have had the most development in my mental, like the change of how I approach things mentally, like 18 year old me would not 18 year old me would be, I don't think would even fathom like the guy no. I am because I used to be such a different person. Yeah, uh, same. So don't don't put too much pressure on yourself in that in that sense. You know, you will figure stuff out on your own, and it does take a lot mm. of trial and error, like anything in life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't 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 think about it too much, and seek discomfort. That will help you out a lot. Hundred percent. Right, my goal. Um, have you ever binged and restricted, and how would you go about accepting it and preventing the following day restrictions? Um, yes, I, I wouldn't say I had a binge eating disorder. I don't know. Um, after I did my photo shoot prep, um, it was the first time I was noticeably lean, like very, very lean. And when you get down to that kind of low body fat, your hunger signaling's all over the place and, uh, hmm. basically have like a never ending, um, stomach, it seems. 
uh i got to the point where like i was i always i've said this multiple times i i spent a hundred a hundred and like 20 pounds in on waffles in a week um because i was just i was i was so hungry and like i just I, I lied to my coach at the time um and i was literally like looking through the cupboards um like trying to find food like it, it's for, for anyone listening because I've, I've said this to clients before because i don't think i think a lot of people think binge eating is eating a lot of food binge eating to me is eating food to the point where you're sick and you literally cannot stop until you're like in pain almost like hmm. i remember eating like throwing up in the toilet and then you kind of just sit there and the thing is the weird weird thing is when you're doing it you know you shouldn't be doing it and you know you're going to hate yourself afterwards but it's almost like a drug it's like at that point it's not um the best advice i can give you is if you're being coached um let your coach know how you're feeling because as as a coach working with clients um if we know you're in this situation we can help you out and mm. if you have a good coach they will increase your food because they know in the long term that will help with you being more satiated as well as mm -hmm. it's going to be less likely that you are going to binge. Um, but if you just keep that in secret to yourself and just keep fucking yourself up, you're going to beat yourself up um, mm -hmm. and you're going to keep re repeating the same kind of cycle. Um, if you're not being coached um, and you keep binging, to me, it's normally a case of, you hate your diet, you're restricting yourself from foods that you probably don't enjoy. You probably have nothing mm. in your diet that you like. So, yeah. you know, 90, like the, the amount of times, and you, you'll know this, Cameron, as well, especially mm. working with clients. A lot of people, when they first get into fitness, think like, oh, to lose weight, I have to eat only salads and I have to eat like yeah. calories. So they'll like, you'll put yourself on salad and chicken for the whole week and it'll get to Saturday. And then you'll, over the whole weekend, you'll binge eat. Well, not binge eat, but you'll like overeat and you'll eat a load of shit. And then mm. come Monday, you pre you repeat the exact same process. And the reason that over, over. because you're not enjoying your diet, you're restricting yourself extremely to points where you know you're not going to be able to adhere to it, and it's a never-ending you know cycle which is just going to mess you up. Um, mm. So if you are in that situation, if you're being coached, communicate with your coach. If you're not being coached, Im implement things you enjoy on your your diet understand a diet should be you should be able to adhere to it and if you can't make a change because yeah. you know you don't have to be doing one meal a day you don't have to be doing intermittent fasting you don't have to be doing keto you don't have to be doing no carbs like do what yeah. works for you um, yeah. and how would i go preventing it the following day get back on track if you have a plan get back on track don't like and it's rich coming from me because I have done this. I've been that guy who's, who's binged and like I've been in the gym on the, on the stepper for like an hour trying to undo the work. I've been trying mm. to, you know, I've starved myself for the entire day, but guess what that does? It makes your body feel extremely hungry. And then come the evening again, you're doing the exact same cycle. So just get back to your plan. Don't overthink. Yeah. Maybe even remove scales. Okay. I've had clients in the past where, They've been so obsessed with scale weight and how it how it affects their their scale weight that you know for for the moment the best thing for yeah. us is to remove that completely 100%. just so we can get back onto you know 
back to where we were. And then when you feel comfy with where we're at and we're back on plan, we can start implementing yeah. that back in. Um, 100%. Yeah. Anything you want to add, mate? Uh, no, just you hitting nail on the head, mate. Cheers. Nail on the head. Um, all the questions come from you now. Okay. Um, okay. None left. Cool, cool. How do you... Oh, mate, all of these are really serious. I was hoping someone was going to send me like a, would you rather shag your mum or dad? Um, <laughs> I wasn't hoping someone sent that. That was a bit weird. Um, <laughs> how do you um, How do you deal with body dysmorphia? Um, oh, fucking hell. It's a good question. Um, first things first, I think anyone who's heavily into the gym always like ha- ha- deals with body dysmorphia. Um, In one way or another. The time I've had it worse is, and I had this quite recently, was about, prior to me starting with Lewis, was about four or five months ago to the point where I was going to give everything up. Like, And when I mean give everything up, I mean I was going to give up like bodybuilding, fitness. Like, I was at that point where I was just like, I can't do this anymore because it was that bad. Mm. Um, and that the number one thing that was causing that was me comparing myself to others. Um, yeah. I think you're if you're in the fitness space, you really like yeah, it's good being inspired by others, but you need to focus on yourself and don't worry about the 16-year-old that's pressing, you know, four times what you are, the person who's lost weight, you know, you've lost they've lost, you know, your the weight you've lost in two years in, you know, a matter of months. Don't compare yourself to others because it really is the thief of joy. Yeah um focus on yourself don't get hyper obsessed on social media because i found in the past that you know when i'm endlessly scrolling and i'm looking at all these influencers everything from social media is not real people are using cameras filters all this kind of stuff where it's gonna change um but i just i'd say the number one thing is just focus on yourself and don't compare yourself to others don't you know wish you look like someone else because you know your genetics all these kind of things are going to play a massive role um, yeah yeah i think i suffered from it most when i was younger mm-hmm. around 15 16 17 where actually to be honest with you probably since i was maybe 14 um <clears throat> i was pretty much stick thin not stick thin but i was very very lean because i was playing a lot a lot of football so I had like proper abs. Um, my physique was okay, um, but I genuinely thought I was huge. Like I thought I was fat. Mm. Um, and I've got pictures on my camera roll still of like I'd get people around me to take pictures of me and what I was wearing, like off off guard pictures, um, where I'd like stand to the side because I thought that like, I looked like in the jumper or something like that yeah. and i look back at them pictures now and i think what the hell like how is it even possible for the brain to like comprehend that it's crazy um i even look back at pictures of when i was lean in like uh 2020 um and i think oh what the hell like i thought i was really still quite big then um so it is mad but like like you say you just kind of have to not look at anybody else, but also understand like 
sometimes you have to listen to the people around you and not what you're thinking. Mm. Because if 50 other people around you are saying that you look great and it's only you who thinks that you don't, you might not look how you want to look, but you kind of have to take wisdom from the things that other people are saying. Like I'd say to people like, oh, I'm just need to lose weight like i'm so big and they're like there's literally nothing of you and i'll be like like shut up like that's not productive for me yeah. but then now you look at it and you go like god i was actually right mm. like i was thin and i thought i was obese yeah it is a scary crazy. thing to find those it is crazy honestly crazy um i've got another one here yeah someone, someone asked what are the benefits of an online coach um Everything, mate. Literally sign everything. Up, sign up and you'll find out. All right. We'll yeah. exit. No. <laughs> um, I, I definitely, I think in in terms of, I always compare it to one to one PT just to give someone like a an idea. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in terms, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. the way I see it is, and obviously different PTs, like everyone has different things. But if you let's say you're running a meal PT, right? Person's going to do maybe a, a couple of sessions a week your main focus within that session is going to be training and predominantly training only. So that person will overlook your training, uh, make sure you're training well. And uh, once you're out the door, that's it. With online coaching, your, your training's covered, your nutrition's covered, you have communication throughout the week, you have check-ins. So there is so much more to the online coaching process then i i personally think then one-to-one but you also have pts yeah. who do like hybrids so like me and cam both do that we both yeah. do you know so we might have clients who come in with us but they also have online coaching so they can benefit from that but yeah. it's a lot more in depth we'll cater for yeah. the individual like individualized nutrition plans training plans yeah we'll get people to send over form clips so we're analyzing that we've being able to give out productive feedback um you establish a very good relationship with that person because not only are you talking to them on a weekly basis but you're 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 talking to them on a daily basis almost if they're asking yeah. questions um and accountability it's very, just unmatched it's yeah exactly it's, it's it, the accountability from that person is is in my opinion so much more beneficial than just a pt on your own um i think if you're if you're starting off it's a very kind of good place to go down anything you want to add to that mate uh, no, you hit the nail on the head once again. Mm-hmm. Dropping bombs today, brother. Dropping right, I'm bombs. Not, I'm going to let you start. Oh, wait, I'm okay. I'm not going to let you start on that because you already know your answer to that. Um, someone said, how do you deal with bad bloating and digestion when upping your calories? You go first because I don't want to. Uh, I try and... So I've never really been in a position where I've pushed my food that high, but I definitely have dealt with quite a fair bit of bloating when my when my diet hasn't been that bad. I mm. think um, sticking to nice whole foods um, is going to help massively. Um, I think don't neglect your micronutrients just because you're pushing food high. I think you still need that in there. Yeah. Um, some people use things like athletic greens and things like that. If they struggle to get like their greens in or their micros, mm-hmm. um, fiber intake, um, water, staying hydrated. Sounds mad because quite a lot of the things come down to kind of all the same stuff, like 
you can continue to nail the basics within your nutrition, um, then that kind of will deal with itself. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, to add to that, I mean, I'm in a position where my food is the highest it's ever been. I'm currently on forty two hundred calories a day, around oh, seven hundred. Well, actually, that's a lie on training days, so five days of the week. Um, 400 and... No, not 400. Actually, I'm going to get... You know, I'm going to get my exact macros up now just so I can... 695 grams of carb, 224 protein, and 57 fat on a training day. Um, So my biggest tips are, first of all, if you know for a fact that, you know, you're eating a meal and you're getting, like, bloating or gas or, you know, loose stools um that basically means like loose shit for anyone who doesn't know (laughs) um you know make a note of it and try note down you know and figure out what exactly is causing that for example i've had clients who can't eat whey protein because it causes them to bloat straight away so there might be stuff you need to remove from your diet um in like cam covered gut health is a massive thing especially with an off-season setting when you're pushing up your calories um a lot of people tend to neglect it so like cam touched on fiber intake you know we really need to make sure you know 30 grams minimum right yeah Um, i i think that you know as well as that when people push up their foods, they tend to say like oh i'm eating so much food so i don't want to eat any any greens because it's taken away um so stay on top of that space out your meals uh yes number one thing i see people will always like have three meals a day i say to clients don't have less than four meals um Mm. just because you know from a digestion standpoint it's going to be a lot easier for your body to break down within four meals um i eat six meals a day because the amount of calories i'm eating that is spaced out i'm eating every two to three hours but for me that works um you know go on regular walks walking and getting regular help with that um yeah and training intensity as well if you're training hard and you are constantly progressively overloading you are creating a demand from your body which is going to basically ask your body for more food because it's going to need that to be able to recover so you know a lot of people will get to a point where you know they're like "I'm, i'm not hungry train harder you know i, I know yeah. it's like shit but you know if it, you've really got to make sure you're you're training and giving it your all because you you yeah. know you will because your appetite will be roaring i honestly and i net like I'm, I'm not just saying this to be like oh look at me i am like hungry still on the amount of calories i'm on now and i've previously struggled a lot when trying to do that um mm. Last thing I would say as well is just having a, a, a difference between training day and non-training day calories, just so you can give your 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 gut a rest between those days. Mm. On training days, you're gonna need a, a high demand in like carbohydrates and stuff like that, just because you know your muscle stores fill glycogen. They need that to fuel mm. performance. Um, if you have a big jump between that and non-training days, it gives your body a bit of a rest. Um, yeah. and it will keep your, you know, um, what's the word? My brain's gone blank your like hunger in a good place um, yeah but yeah pretty sure that is that is good um got what else we got i've got a client in six minutes all right I've, i'm pretty sure i've got one more question and then we're we're good to go one sec uh, that's done that's done 
Someone said exercises for traps beside shrugs and in a fight. Um, do you want to start? Uh, I think any sort of wide path row is going to get your traps working. Um, obviously, you do have shrugs in there. A lot of upper back movements are going to develop your traps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people think you can only target your traps just by doing shrugs. Yeah. Um, but that's not the case. Um, it's called upper back for a reason. So, like, it's not just doing your rhomboids and your terries and all of that. Like, your 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 traps are going to get some work in from that as well. And an inner thigh. Yeah. So that's like... So like adductors. Yeah, exactly. That's, so, what, I was, that's what I was just going to say. It's easy. Adductor just, machine. You know the slots lunges. machine, boys. The ones where we're doing this, that, and no <laughs> yeah. one wants to do it. No one wants to do it because they're like, oh, no, I don't want to be a girl. If you want thick legs, do it. Do it. Do um, it. Yeah, lateral lunges. Uh, if you take your what, if you take your feet a little bit wider in a leg press, um, your adductors are going to get a little bit more work. Deep in a squat, your adductors are going to work. Um, so yeah, probably things you're doing already. Um, but you might just need a little top up directly. I mean, the adductor machine is the only exercise that you are going to be able to fully isolate your adductor. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, some quad will play a part in that as well. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much hitting that on the head, mate. Only thing I would say added to that is like, you know, something like a farmer's walk is is yeah. If you're walking around, your your trap's going to be involved. But like, like Cam said, like a lot of upper back movements are going to incorporate the traps and isolation is really kind of shrug movements is is just going to here. I know it's yeah. an exercise, but you can do different variations of it. You can do dumbbell shrugs. You can do. I used to do cable shrugs, which I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, they're quite good, aren't they? Do those on a narrow stack rather than a wide one. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think that's good, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. I think that's a solid episode, mate. I think that's my favorite one we've done so far. It was I good. I think good that's my favorite one. Covered everything. I feel like I feel like we got good, question. Got good into that. All right. Well, anyone watching? question boxes will be up next week um i know i know we said we we're going to touch on sleep but the, the questions this week were quite good so i won't ask yeah. people specifically for questions next week so we can cover sleep um actually people watching this i'm gonna put up a poll on spotify so with yes. this episode there will be some categories of things you want us to cover um if i can put like a direct box which says like a subject i will but if not i'll put like a a poll um yeah. we'll go from there but thanks for watching yeah thank you very much really enjoyed that keep the questions flowing i love answering questions like yes yeah, all right bosh bosh see you in a bit people